Hello and welcome. This is Diane Lake, your host, and I'm going to be sharing how you can understand and apply the prophetic through practical terms, practical ways, and practical means that make it relevant to everyday life so that you can prepare the way for the Lord's purposes to manifest in the earth. This is Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. Well, hey guys, welcome to episode 34, which I've titled, We're in a Season of Fulfillment, There Will Be No More Delay. So I hope you find that title exciting and intriguing because I think this is a really powerful word for us today. Several nights ago, I had an intriguing dream. It was like I was invited into someone else's house, yet there was a sense of ownership as well. In particular, it seemed like there were three separate orchid plants, which I was taken to view, and it was as if I owned them or somehow I was responsible for them. Incredibly, one by one, these three different orchid plants had all bloomed on the same day, the exact same day. Each one produced one remarkably large and beautiful bloom. And each bloom had an overwhelming fragrance, like it was just out of this world. I remember in the dream I buried my face in one and I just inhaled its scent. And I remember thinking that this must be what heaven smells like. In fact, the scent was so overpowering that when I woke up, I was surprised to find it wasn't real, that I had just been dreaming. I'm like, where is that smell? Isn't that like right here in the room? The scripture that the Lord brought to mind to me as I prayed and meditated on this dream the next morning was Jeremiah 1, 11 and 12. So let me read that to you in the New King James Version. It says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, Jeremiah said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. So there's a couple of very interesting verses, but to really get into the deeper meaning, I had to go research some things. So something that I have heard recently is that the Lord has said to me repeatedly that we are in a season of fulfillment. So the way that these verses relate is that as I began to dig into this, these verses to see what really is behind it, according to commentary sources that I consulted, the poetry of the symbols used in those two verses in that passage is exquisitely beautiful. It is in harmony, those words are, with hope. Because Jeremiah sees this almond bough with its bright pink blossoms and its pale green leaves, which is the token of an early spring rising out of the dreariness of winter. The name of the almond tree used here is the poetical name, not the common name. So it makes these symbols even that much more expressive. So the name used is the watcher, the tree that hastens to awake. The Hebrew word is S-H-A-K-E-D. I'm going to say shakad, not that that's the right pronunciation. I really have no idea. So this tree is a sign of watching, of awakening, out of wintry sleep. So therefore, it expresses all this symbolism, expresses the divine haste which would not delay the fulfillment 
of its gracious promise, but would, as it were, make it bud and blossom and bear fruit. So that's pretty incredible. That all ties in with being in a season of fulfillment. Now, I've had multiple orchid plants over the years, and I can recall one in particular that hadn't bloomed in a long time. I'm going to say at least three years. But on the exact day that I had given up on it and I went to go throw it away, I discovered that somehow, miraculously, a new flower spike had appeared. And sure enough, a short time later, that plant was covered in beautiful blooms. So what I'm saying, friends, is don't give up on your prophetic promises that haven't blossomed. I think you can see the symbolism here. I feel the dream of the beautiful orchid plants was not specifically for or about me, but it was meant to be representative of all those who have prophesied words of hope to others, like I have, and or who have received and stewarded the same. And I know we're all in at least one of those categories, if not more for sure. And I think that there the fact that there were three flowers is important as well. Three in scripture typically means something that is complete, perfect, or whole, as with the beauty of the Trinity. It's also important in repetition. Remember when the living creatures declared, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. It's like it's a confirmation. It's a summation that something is true and good and complete as well. So the blooms also appearing on the same day to me represented that indeed we are in a day, quote, in other words, a prophetic season, which is sometimes called a day, for prophetic promises to blossom, replete with the overwhelming, overpowering fragrance of heaven. Amen? Amen. Well, now I'm going to give you what I would call some bonus scenes. In other words, it's behind the scenes, like you might find extra bonus scenes behind a movie or a TV episode concerning the subject of hope because if you've given up hope on your prophetic promises you don't think they're going to bloom in a manner of speaking what do you do uh, first of all i'm going to say that this particular information i'm going to give you is in our podcast number three remember you can find our episodes from all of our podcast episodes anywhere you listen and of course the show name is preparing the way the practical prophetic and you can find this in article form also on our website at www.starfireministries.org. Both the article and the podcast are titled, There Stands Before You an Open Door. This was dated February 22nd, 2021. At least the podcast episode was dated, but the article is about the same date. So let's start by reading Hosea 2.15 in the Amplified. It says, I will give her vineyards and make the valley of Acre or troubling to be for her a door of hope and expectation. And she shall sing there and respond as in the day of her youth and as at the time when she came up out of the land of Egypt. So, of course, it's being spoken to the prophet Hosea. So this scripture is a beautiful prophetic passage of restoration because the Lord promises to exchange trouble for a door of hope. And hopelessness is a type of trouble, right? The context of this is that Hosea has married, by God's direction, into a seemingly hopeless situation. His marriage is in a shambles. His wife is a prostitute. She worships other foreign gods, for crying out loud, if it wasn't bad enough already. 
Yet in the midst of all this, the Lord promises him that he will make a way where there is no way out of these overwhelming circumstances. So now you might not understand the richness of this promise if you don't know that the valley of Achor or troubling means something specific to Hosea. Because in the book of Joshua, we read that the children of Israel had made a tremendous victory over Jericho, Jericho, excuse me, but then they went on to suffer national disaster at Ai. The sin of one man Achan, if you can remember the story, caused God to remove the blessing over the nation, and the place where Achan was stoned to remit that sin was named the Valley of Achor or Troubling. So now you see why it's called this. So essentially, what the Lord was saying to Hosea was, Son, I'm going to turn things around for you. This woman who seems a curse to you, which is a prophetic picture of the whole nation, she will become a blessing. There is hope for you and your nation. So I want to tell you, first of all, that there's hope for your prophetic words, because we've got to apply this to ourselves, right? But he might be trying, the Lord might be trying to restore hope to you, but perhaps you have unresolved issues, unforgiveness, unresolved soul and spirit hurts. Maybe we've experienced too many, too many disappointments, letdowns, however you want to say it. And so we've begun to hinder the blessing of the Lord. And we have to close that door to trouble, hurt, and pain, the things we experienced yesterday, hopelessness, in order for the new door of hope to open. So hope this is making sense. So I'm going to give you a couple specific points that you can do so that you can restore hope, okay? First of all, number one, seek the Lord regarding your life. Ask him. Is there something in my life that's hindering your blessing? Is there anyone I need to forgive? Have I been hurt by someone and I haven't taken the time to heal from the pain? Now, I will tell you back there in those episodes, I'm going to say three, four, five, six. You can find a lot of information on healing from soul and spirit wounds. You can go check that out if you need to. So secondly, release the circumstances, the disappointments, the expectations that went unmet to your heavenly father. Sometimes I like to do a prophetic act, like just take your hands and put them out in front of you, would you? And just like act like you're handing the Lord your disappointments. Say, here, you take them. I can't pack them around anymore. All right. He will honor that. It's like in Isaiah 51, I think it is. There's this divine exchange. He'll take our sorrows. He'll give us joy. That's in other places in Isaiah as well. Number three, ask the Lord if there's anything you need to repent of, either you yourself or perhaps on behalf of your family ancestors, because generational sin can factor in. And that, again, is in those podcasts. I'm going to say three, four, five, six, if you need more strategy on how to make that effective in your life. Number four, ask the Lord to reveal a new strategy to you so that you can move forward. Maybe, in fact, you need to do some practical things. Remember, this is the practical prophetic. Maybe you need to find some new friends. Maybe you're not in the right spiritual environment. Maybe that's not where God wants you as far as a spiritual advisor. Maybe you need to form some new habits or perhaps extend an olive branch to someone from your past. This is something that only you and the Lord can know as you bear your heart and soul before him. All right, so let's circle back and tie this all up. Because remember how I said, don't give up on your prophetic promises that haven't blossomed. Remember? So in review, 
I said I felt that the dream of the beautiful orchid plants was not just for me. It was representative of all those who have prophesied words of hope and life to others and have received and stewarded the same. But somehow in the process, you've lost hope because you haven't seen these things happen. Remember, I said that three flowers was important. It represents confirmation and perfection and beauty, completeness and wholeness. The blooms appearing on the same day mean that we're in a prophetic day or season for prophetic promises to be fulfilled, to blossom, if you will. And you will see the fragrance, see and smell, I should say, the fragrance of heaven all over it. All right. So I pray this has been a blessing to you. And I want to close by saying, I invite you to speak the word of the Lord to your prophetic promises today by declaring the following. We are in a season of fulfillment. There will be no more delay. There will be no more delay. Say it with me. There will be no more delay. Well, thank you so much for listening to Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our show and also please rate and review it on iTunes because your positive review helps us reach more people with our message. And please visit our website at www.starfireministries.org. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter and you can also donate, read our latest articles and keep up to date with us on all of our social media sites there. Thanks again and I'll talk to you next time.